My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. My name is Jen Clark. I'm your host and thank you for bearing with me while I took a week off. I I told myself that I would not miss any episodes even though I was moving uh, 2,000 miles across the country in the United States but turns out um, that's actually a lot more taxing than one would think. I left the Flint, Michigan area last Monday and I drove about nine hours a day and I arrived in Arizona in uh, the afternoon on Thursday of last week. And by then I was pretty pooped. Uh, The last thing I wanted to do (laughs) was produce a podcast, even though I told myself I wouldn't miss an episode. I did. So thank you for being patient with me. Uh, Consistency is key in podcasts. If this is something you want to get into, um, you have to be consistent. You have to uh, post it at the same time every week. These are things I learned working in the FM radio world for 15 years, but consistency is key. And a lot of people, you know, they just don't get that because if you haven't worked in radio, how would you know? I mean, that's basically what podcasting is, minus the FM and AM airwaves. So again, thank you for being patient with me, and I'm happy to be back this week. My husband was making fun of me because I have been here um, about a week today. My husband is making fun of me because I've been here now for eight days in the Tucson, Arizona area, which is where we have moved. My husband and my son are back in Michigan. He's going to be there until he finishes school in about a month, and they're going to fly down. Um, But my husband was making fun of me because he said, oh, you've been there eight days. Have you started an Irish dance class yet? (laughs) And I said, no, I have not. Um, There are a lot of things that need to be fixed around my house, so I am taking care of all of that first. Um, But eventually I do plan on joining the adult class at McGuire here in Tucson. I'm excited about that. Uh, just not sure when I'm going to take that big leap. It's it's scary. I don't know. I'm 38 years old, and the thought of starting with a new Irish dance school and a new class and a new teacher and new classmates is still utterly terrifying. And I, I you know, you would think by this time in your life that kind of anxiety would go away, but it doesn't. Um, but I'm very excited to uh, join their school and start dancing with the adults. I've heard wonderful things about them. I've had a lot of guilt over the last few, well, just few months actually, um, leaving my dance students back in Michigan. So not only do I Irish dance as an adult and compete, but I also teach um, a beginner advanced beginner and a novice class and obviously moving to Arizona I had to put the kibosh on that and luckily um, they're merging with a wonderful school in Michigan that um, I'm sure will take all of my dancers to the next 10 levels because they're wonderful and I'm so happy about it but there's a lot of guilt associated with leaving and I'm, I'm still feeling pretty guilty about that I know they're in good hands but still leaving your dancers is never something you want to do heck you know leaving a dance school that you've danced for for how many years is never something you want to do but life keeps moving on and trucking and we got a truck with it so here we are for this week's adult irish dancers podcast we are going to be talking about moves that you wish you could do but you know you can't (laughs) 
I posted this on the Adult Irish Dancers Bet Your Mammy Can't Do This Facebook page. And I thought this was unique to me, but I found out that not everybody dreams every night. I actually found that out from my husband, and he was shocked that I dream every single night. I mean, I go on full-on adventures in my dreams, and he really doesn't dream that much. He's like, yeah, I go to sleep, and I wake up. And I said, that's actually kind of nice, because when you dream as much as I do, things can upset you, and you wake up in the morning upset about something that didn't really happen. Um, But one of the things I dream about all the time is doing toe stands in Irish dance or going up on block, whatever you call it, wherever you're from. But it's something I can't do. And it's it's not that I can't do it because I'm an adult. I couldn't do it when I was a kid either. I have never had strong ankles. I'm that person that will like step off a curb and roll her ankle. No matter how many sports I played, I played basketball, softball, um, no matter what I did along with Irish dancing, I could not strengthen my ankles to the point where I could go up on block. And that didn't happen when I was a teenager. Didn't happen when I was a dancer in my twenties. And it definitely is not happening now at the age of 38, especially after breaking my ankle. I mean that to say it's off the table is an understatement. I just, It would be a miracle if I was able to gather the strength to do that. And that might be something I ask my new teachers here in Tucson about if they can help me with that. But I dream that I can go up on block and then I wake up and realize, nope, that was just a dream. So we're talking about uh, Irish dance moves that you wish you could do, but it's just not happening. Marianne says birdies. Lisa and Karen say same thing. Kathy also says toe stands. Those were not ever heard of in my day. However, some of those moves are just too dangerous to old bones, which is something we all need to remember. You know, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. I mean, there's a reason that they put limits on toe stands for kids. You can't do them until you're a certain age because they're not good for you. Marcel says, scissors, can't wrap my legs fast enough back and then forwards again no matter how high I jump. So funny, Marcel, I was um, teaching my dancers how to do scissors right before I left. And it's something that I can I can do. I can't do them well. I'm sure with practice I could do them better. But my dancers were just like, wait a minute. you got to wrap your legs around each other and then bring them back. They were floored. They are like, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. A lot of practice. <laughs> Patricia says, birdies and rocks, especially rocks, because they are in all the traditional sets. Allison agrees. I'm the same with rocks. I understand how they work, but I can't get them to work on me. Uh, Ina does point out that Jockey to the Fair does not have rocks. Said it's a fun set. I like rocks, but I don't do them well. But if I don't have a step with them, I don't practice them, and then they get worse. (laughs) That seems to happen a lot. Rocks, I used to be able to do them pretty well, um, but since I broke my ankle, my feet don't seem to move that way anymore. Lisa says, to echo Kathy's point about old bones, how many of these moves are extra tricks that don't necessarily make dancing better? I'm a dancer, not a gymnast. That's an excellent point, Lisa. I mean, a lot of these moves were never originally an Irish dance, and I'm all for Irish dance progressing and, and becoming better and, and adding new moves. I mean, everything in the world just keeps moving on and changing. But if they're not good for you, um, I don't really see what the point is personally. Kelly says she wishes she could do birdies. Amanda, another one with the rocks. My ankles just can't bend that way anymore. It makes it difficult to pick up a good set dance. Catherine says, if we're talking moves that we can't do because of having an older body, mine is jump tricks. 
Okay, that, that's mostly birdies is what she says. She says, I can do them, but my problem is I can't perfect them because practicing a new skill over and over, even for a short time, really hurts. When I started dancing in my 20s, I could do jumps for ages and not feel a thing. Now I'm limited to what I can do simply because practicing a new skill takes a toll on my body. Jen replied, same. Jump tricks I'm fine with, but anything that requires a quick repetitive knee motion, I can't actually practice more than a couple of times in a row or I'm paying for it later. I type this as I'm icing my knee for practicing a step that had too many brush hop type moves in it oh i hope your knee gets better jen um sal says birdies toes and wraparounds wendy says entre shots and butterflies i don't know if i'm too old or will ever get it or if i'll eventually have a breakthrough but i've been trying entre shots for a couple of years Gwen says, I started dancing as a teenager, so maybe my experience is different, but I found that if you do enough crappy entre shots, they slowly get better. <laughs> that might be my favorite comment on this whole thread. Laura says, birdies and the stamina to make it through two and a half hornpipe steps. Everybody starts agreeing on stamina. I mean, that is something that you have got to build up. I, and, and it's so hard when we're older. I, I fully agree with it. I've said this on other podcasts that I used to run half marathons and I, I did a couple of triathlons and I thought that that stamina would help me build up my Irish dance. And I'll tell you what, it didn't. It's a totally different skill set. Uh, Trish, another one who says she wishes she could do rocks. Grace says scissors. For some weird reason, my ankles just won't let me do the thing. Jessica says bicycles. I got to tell you, um, we started learning bicycles right when I quit Irish dance in my mid-20s when I had my son. And the fact that I learned how to do those right before I quit helped immensely. Um, and I can still kind of do them, and I'm sure I could get better at them. But I, I think a lot of it is just getting older. If you don't learn these things when you're younger, learning, I mean, I hate to say it, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. If you weren't able to do these things when you were younger, there's a good chance you won't be able to do them now. However, you know, never say never. There's always a chance. Lisa, oh, Lisa, I can, Lisa, oh my gosh, Lisa and I, uh, I, I totally feel her on this one. Back troubles. Every time I think I got it, next day the skill is gone. Megan agrees, same with back troubles. Jen had a knee replacement, said my treble jig isn't as good as I would like it to be. I'd like to eventually be able to do toe steps since I did ballet as a child and did point work then. See, there's another one where being up on your toes because that's something she's done before as a child might still be possible for her. Heather says jump tricks, especially the ones where the legs are moving quickly at the same time. Lynn says, I'd love to be able to do better toe stands, but I finally have a couple in my set dance. Just not the fancy ones. I never thought I'd be able to do a birdie, and this year I have one in my reel, and I think it's decent. Elspeth says, I thought I was the only one who can't get up on block. Sarah says, one thing I don't see Irish TCs talking about is foot shape when getting up on block. I have enough of an arch and a point to barely get up on block safely. As adults, our foot shape is set, and while we can do a lot to strengthen muscles, if you don't have the arch shape to get on block, it can be dangerous to do so. I guess that's why many adults always feel unsafe with them. I totally agree with that. Um, I even if I learn how to do it, I don't know if I'd feel safe because the dancers I taught when I left Michigan, one of them had just started doing toe stands. We put them in her modern set, um, and she had she's of age to do them, so it's okay. But just watching her, you know, a 14-year-old who is in prime shape, there were times she got up on her toes and she slipped. And, I mean, I just, oh, my gosh, I turned away so fast and cringed because I just, 
I, I just hate seeing that. And I, I also had to talk to her about taco toes, which is something that I don't see a lot of TCs talking about anymore. Back when I quit dancing in 2007, um, taco toes, you know, toe stands were fairly new to Irish dance and being used a lot, but they were talking about taco toes and that's where you do a toe stand, but your foot is bent. And that is so incredibly bad for your feet. It was kind of like, Hey, if you can't go straight up on your toes, you don't go up at all. Um, it's interesting though, how many people feel unsafe doing these moves. And I think that's probably the most key part of it. If you feel unsafe doing something, you know, your body best. And as much as I want to do toe stands, I don't know if I'd ever get to a point where I feel safe doing them, ever. I mean, even if even if I mastered them, I would always be worried about that one time that I'm not strong enough to get up and I roll my ankle or hurt myself or slip. So, you know, listen to your body. We're adults. It is what it is. None of us want to age. It just keeps happening, unfortunately. But do what you're good at. And I found in competitions and fetches that a lot of times... Judges like the simpler steps done really, really well instead of a lot of the difficult trick jumps and going up on block. I mean, they, they would rather see you do uh, a more simple step really, really well than something tricky and not do it very well. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. But I'm so glad I'm not the only one who has like a wish list of things I wish I could do. Um, yeah, toe stands, don't think that's in the cards for me. But I'll let you know if it is. I, you know, dreams do come true, don't they? <laughs> Coming up next, we are going to talk to Rachel Kipper. She is an adult Irish dancer at California Arts Academy in Fresno. And she is our guest this week on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. I'm excited to have Rachel Kipper on the show this week. Rachel, how are you? I am doing good. How about you? I'm doing good, Rachel. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, Rachel and I don't know each other personally, but we've connected on Facebook as fellow adult Irish dancers. So I'm excited to learn more about you, Rachel. Um, how, how old are you and how long have you been Irish dancing? Um, I just turned 31 in January and I've been dancing for about 10 years now. I've been competing since 2016. Okay, and that's fascinating because I know that um, the world of adult Irish dancers is kind of broken up into two sections. There are dancers like myself who started when we were kids and then quit and then started again when we were adults. And then there's a group of dancers like you who started in your 20s as an adult just in general. How did you come to start Irish dancing? What intrigued you about it? Um, I had a friend in high school who at the time was one of the teachers for our Irish performance group. And she's like, I know how much you love Irish music. You should come check out our class. And I could only do one day a week because I was doing marching band. So I had been doing that for six years. And then I kind of decided I wanted to try Irish dancing. Took my first class and been doing it ever since. Oh, that's awesome. A fellow band geek. I played percussion and I'm still very proud band geek. That's a lifelong thing. It's just like Irish dance. I did. Yeah, I did clarinet in high school and then I switched to color guard all through up until I quit. Oh, I love that. I did color guard for the first two years of high school and then they got rid of it because of budgets. So then I learned how to play drums. But color guard is, is really tough and I don't think it gets enough credit and it really, really spices up. Um, you know, any show with a marching band, but that, that is oh, yeah, like, super cool. I, I did that. And then I started taking ballet and she right away is like, I can tell you're 
you did band because of the way your hips are. I'm like, yes, I was a band geek. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so you started dancing um, in your early 20s. And now you do you dance for just like a regular dance studio that has Irish classes or is it an Irish dance school? It's um, we have regular classes. Um, so we're we are California Arts Academy. So we have musical theater, art, ballet, and we have an Irish program. And um, and then we have a performance team. And then um, you you can com- we're not a competitive school, but we do compete like twice a year. And then me, I've been competing so much this year. Like the last two years, I've competed more than I've ever competed. That's awesome. And you said you are located in Fresno, California. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so let's back up for a second. You said that you've competed more in the last year than ever before, which, um, first of all, congrats on that, because the last year has been hell in a handbasket for everybody. So the the fact that you kept up with it is awesome. Um, I think, were you at the, um, were you at the FESH in Lake Erie in person last year? Yeah, so I went to, that was my first in-person FESH, and then what happened was, Right before, like, the world shut down, I saw an opportunity to go compete in person for the Michigan Fest. Well, obviously, that didn't happen, and that's kind of where all the online stuff started. So it was, like, that that day, I was like, okay, I can do this online. I've competed in Australia, Ireland, you know competing all over. I remember I was um, I was filming one of my dancers for the live stream for the FESH in Lake Erie, and I remember seeing on Facebook that you flew in, and I was like, oh, she's there in person. That's so exciting. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's, my, awesome. um, that's kind of like where my teacher got around to competing. Um, she went to the Lake Erie FESH a couple years ago, and she's like, oh, we should, you know, just do this once just to see how it is. And ever since then, you know, we do the U.S. Oireachtas in October. Um, and then me and her will usually go to Lake Erie in the summer because she's finishing her PCRG and I'm doing my grades. And so we kind of like make a week out of it. Oh, that's fun. That is so neat. So how have you personally liked the digital feshes? Because I have my own feelings on them and they more just, I think it's a very individual like, for me, I, I don't like the fact that even though you're not supposed to, you can start again. Yeah, I like the fact that I can compete more and I know who I'm competing with, but it's a lot of work because I'm hard on myself. Yeah. So I keep re-recording my videos and it usually takes all day and I'm still not happy, but I kind of have to just be like, you know what, pretend this is a live thing, like you can't keep re-recording yes oh that's exactly what I did last summer exactly like I think I was in the studio and that's why I like the Lake Erie Fest because it was like a live stream so no you you couldn't if you weren't there in person you couldn't go multiple times and just record it and send it in I loved it that it was live I'm hoping for more of like the digital but like the ones where you can live stream I know it's kind of hard being in different parts of the world but I feel like that'd be easier because then I know I just did my best. I don't have to keep redoing it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. There was one, I think, Thursday afternoon where I went into the studio after work to record for some digital fesh. And I, same thing, I was in there for hours. And it it never got better, but I kept doing it. And finally, by the end, I'm like, just pick the best one and go home. Like, it doesn't get better. Last week, we recorded for the Hollywood one yes. and then a the couple ones in Ireland and I had been dealing with some foot pain so I kind of wanted to make it my best but I kept trying to redo it at the point she's like you know you did your best you don't want to push yourself 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, that's not just for adult Irish dancers too. I think that's a lot. That's for any Irish dancer. I mean, I've, I've told my dancers that who are, you know, in U10 primary that I'm like, you can record this 20 times, but it's not going to get better. You're better off just doing it once and putting your all into it. And in fact, I started recording their first dances, um, because, you know, they were like, oh, can I practice first? And I would say, sure. But then I would record them without them knowing because usually that first one was their best dance and I'm like hey stop right there you don't need to do it again because they weren't thinking about it and I yeah I agree with you I love I love the digital fesh option but I do like the way Lake Erie did it and you're right it's it's complicated because you are I mean it was a full fesh day we were in the studio from 8 a.m till 4 in the afternoon and you wait your turn and you live stream your dance but like you said it's not recording and uploading so you I mean the pressure is almost off a little bit because you don't have that option to redo it. And because at the point, at the time we were filming, we were also filming our virtual show for St. Patrick's Day. So that was a lot of work. And then to have to come into her studio and have her film me, I was just like, let's just get this done. And you know what? Like I did my best. Uh, Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's all we can do really. So what level are you at right now? So um, I compete both primary and intermediate. Um, I am all soft shoe for primary and intermediate. Um, I do have two hard shoe dances. I have a trad set, and I'm making my way into a horn type, so hopefully that this summer. But um, my ultimate goal is to get out of primary this year. Oh, that's great. That's great. And the, you know what? I, I, I always say, you know, don't rush it and I know we all want to but I mean, we definitely we need to be patient with ourselves and I say that to my dancers too I tell myself that and I tell my dancers that I'm like I know you want out of primary but don't rush it I'm like it gets harder it doesn't get easier and you need to be ready for that and intermediate is such a huge jump from primary right and like because I when I started dancing I had just started in primary and we had another girl in intermediate her first time went out there ended up winning her tracks at the very first competition. Wow. <laughs> so it's just like, it's, I know I'm not pushing myself, but I like, I know like my end goal and I know it's only on myself. And yes. I mean, I can't change the judge's mind. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's kind of what I like about Irish dance. And I think that's why I, I was a runner for four years too. And I actually quit because of injury and because it wasn't helping my Irish dance at all. You know, the injuries were just making it worse, but that's what I liked about running as well as Irish dance is, you know, as long as you're not part of a Kaylee or a forehand or whatever, it's on you. You, it is, you have nobody else to rely on, but yourself. And I kind of like that about Irish dance. I like that about running and, and you're right. You know, you are, you are solely responsible for your success in Irish dance. Absolutely. Right. Um, so what do you do for a living? What is your life outside of Irish dance like? Um, so I am online school, going back to school in person in August to complete my certificate in child development, early childhood education. Aww. So I've been doing online school and then I assistant teach with the beginners on our like our little kids class. We call them our babies that are like seven years old. Uh-huh. Oh, and awesome. I do that, and then I dance three days a week. That's great. I'm I'm jealous. I've always wanted to be a teacher, and I should have gone to school for it, and I didn't. And now I'm kind of kicking myself for it. So that's really really cool. What what is your like dream job outside of of the Irish dance world? Um, I want to work at an early childhood center with um zero to two year olds. Like I love the little like the two year old stage. That's my favorite. 
Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Good for you. And that's going to back to school um, at any age is tough. So major props to you for doing yeah, for doing my, that. It was my um, dance teacher's mom. She's like, you're so good with the kids. You know, you should look at this. And I was like, I didn't even think about early childhood education. And as soon as I made that made that switch, like I saw an instant change in like how I did school and everything. Oh, that's great. Do you have any aspirations to get your TCRG or go, go further in Irish dance as far as teaching or what, what are you thinking? Yeah. So I'm working on my grades and I still want to compete from going the grade route until I finish my competing. And then I do want to get my TCRG. That's great. Oh, good for you. I've never had um, a part of my French, the balls to do it. So I admire oh, yeah. anybody going for their TCRG. That's incredible. And I didn't, good for you. I didn't think about it, but I'm like, I love it. And I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I still want to like compete. Like I still have those goals to dance in person at a world. So like, I don't want to stop yet. I mean, I see all these people, like these over 70 year olds still competing. I'm like, props to you yes oh my gosh I um the first podcast episode I talked to my um my TCRG from when I grew up in Milwaukee and she offered one of the first adult classes in the city of all the dance schools there and I I said to her hey I'm like what was that that lady's name she was like 70 something when she danced with us and she said oh yeah uh Kia she's still dancing and that was 20 years ago so she is over 90 and she is still dancing and it's amazing and you're right you don't want to give up your personal goals before you know you go get your TCRG because then you will mm-hmm. sit around and say what if I would have kept going and competing would have yeah. would I have made it and my teacher went that route because we never grew up competing we're in non-competitive school and then when she took over the program she I'm not sure exactly how but she met Racine and she went to work with Racine and then went down to the Lake Erie Fest watched the competition took some of her exams in the summer She's finishing her latest, her, her last part for her TCRG. That's so cool. So I'm curious because I also teach at a dance school, and it's not specifically mm-hmm. Irish dance. It is um, it is uh, Academy de la Dance in Davison, Michigan, which is just outside of Flint, and it is a dance school, and I'm the first Irish teacher to come in and start a program. How do you lo- – I, I personally, I really like the fact – that it's not all Irish dance because I get dancers. We have like a downstairs studio and I get dancers coming down from upstairs that have, you know, 10 years experience in ballet and tap and they come in and they pick up Irish like that. And it's amazing. And I kind of like that. How do you feel about um, attending and and possibly in the future teaching at um, a school that is not just for Irish dance, or would you rather be at a school that's just for Irish dance? Um, I like it so far. I, I mean, I don't, I didn't grow up in the studio, but that's where I grew up dancing. And so I did take ballet and I did participate in our studio would have like these things called our garden ballet, which was in the spring every other year, every other year. Okay. And so we do, we do like ballet, Irish tap, and then we have like a specific Irish section and it was fun. But then I also did the ballet part. So I would go back and forth between ballet, Irish, and it was hard, but I, I enjoy it. And now my teacher kind of has her own studio in her garage. So like every, besides Monday, we're always in her studio. Oh, cool. Right now, just because just cause of COVID, you know, dancing with masks and all that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We had to figure that out last summer. Um, we were not having classes in the studio, and we had to figure out, you know, okay, do we have them outside? You know, who, and I, you know, I have like a really 
really sh- shady put together <laughs> studio in my basement here. That's more just for me. And I was like, where I can't bring my dancers down here. We ended up dancing in um, one of our dancers pole barns. Like we would keep the doors open and it was, it was hard because it was like a hundred degrees outside. So Monday nights is our beginner and adult class and we're in the studio and we're in math. But on Tuesday and Thursday is our performance and advanced class. And we're at her home studio. And for a while we were at our friend's house because she has like a big, big enough living room with a dance floor. And we just decided, you know, it's too hard with the cardio to dance and math. And we made it work and we've been calling it our bubble we've been in person together since june so. <laughs> that's so cute so how do you feel personally about um dancing in a mask is it hard for you because i really feel like it varies with each individual i, I don't mind it but i would prefer not to i know that like for the studio we have to so when we don't have to wear it i'm glad um i've i've made it work i'm just glad that i don't have to dance like compete in it um the first time in Pennsylvania, we all wore a mask until they said we could take them off. We just assumed we were going to wear it when we danced. Yeah. They're like, oh, you can you can take it off. And so, like, the first couple rounds, I danced in my mask. I'm like, okay, this is not bad. This is just my light jig. It's easy. But when I get into the harder stuff. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. I wore a mask to the um, fest here in Michigan in last October. And yeah. I and I decorated it to match my solo dress and everything. And luckily, like I'm in prelims. So there's only two dances. You do a hard shoe and a soft shoe, but they're still both like I right. do a slip jig and a hornpipe. So they are long. And by the end, and it was a very breathable mask. Like I picked one like that on purpose. But yeah. by the end, I... I was actually glad they couldn't see how much I was like struggling to breathe when I stopped, like because mm-hmm. the mask covered it up. So that was actually kind of nice. But yeah, I know that's been a real challenge for a lot of dancers. And I do like the feshes that, um, you know, you wear a mask till you get up there to dance, then you can take it off right. and then you leave the stage and you put it back on. And it's a great way to keep everybody safe. And that's what we did because I competed at the U.S. Open also in November. So we wore it up until we got on stage, and then you could take it off and then just put it back on. So you definitely travel um, a lot for dance. Is that like a I, is that a personal choice? Is it kind of like do you travel outside of dance, or is this your travel mainly as Irish dance? No, I I travel a lot for concerts, but that didn't happen. So I traveled this year for dancing. So I'm like. If I can't travel for concerts, I'll travel for dance. My gosh, you sound like my husband. He had tickets to like every concert within 50 miles of Detroit last year. And when he started getting refunds, I was like, oh my gosh, it's too bad we can't take a vacation because that's how much you spent on concerts. So I I totally get that. And yeah, I love following your Facebook because it's exciting to see where you're traveling to next. And like I said, especially with the Lake Erie one, we were doing it in the studio and you were there live. That was really cool. And I agree with you. I would love to see more of the feshes with the live stream option instead of uploading videos but i think we're we're just right. in such a such an infant phase of this digital fesh that you know i'm not holding my breath it's it'll happen just probably not right away like i usually don't travel for dance because there's not enough in the west coast or kind of near me yeah but i did this year but i mean we always do the one in redlands california and then um hannah my teacher and i would always go down to Lake Erie because she was finishing her TCRG. And then I've always wanted to dance at the U.S. Open and I saw an opportunity and I decided to to dance last year and it was actually really nice. Like, they handled it really well. So are you doing the WIDA Worlds digitally? Yes. I haven't decided what I want to do yet. I'm gonna, I was going to try to go for 
the championship just to push myself because I did dance at the U.S. Open, but with my foot being the way it is, I think I'm just going to do the grade test. Yeah. Oh, totally. And good for you. You know, know your limitations because... You know, the older we get, the slower things heal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. It never gets better, even though we want it to. It doesn't. So um, a couple of last questions for you. Um, what do you find to be the most challenging thing about being an adult Irish dancer? Turnout. Turnout. <laughs> <laughs> I can dance fine. Like, I can do it. But when I get too much in my head, I lose it. And that's. That's the only thing really holding me back because I have the dancers. I have the opportunity. But I think the only thing holding me back is keeping my turnout. And that's really the only thing that's keeping me at where I am right now. I think because all my judges' notes are the same thing, like cross and turnout. Yep. Like, I have I have the dancers. Like, I have it. I have great I have great kicks. They said you just need to work on your turnout. Oh, I'll trade you in a heartbeat. I have terrible <laughs> kicks, but my turnout is great. So if you just want to trade for a day, I would love to see what that's yeah. like. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's probably one of the only things that one of the only benefits I have personally from dancing as a kid, even though it was a very short time, is that the turnout I learned it early enough where it's still not a problem. But man, if I you know, I don't know if it's because I'm six feet tall, but I cannot get my kicks high at all i think my legs are just too long so bless you for having good kicks because yeah. that's that's cool um you you sent us a picture which we're going to put up at adult irish dance podcast.com um so is that a new solo dress you got yes i just got it in january um i was gonna wait until i got to open but i got um like a black dress with some like purple on it to, to wear to intermediate but when I measured it, I measured it wrong, so it kind of got super long on me, and then I had it fixed, and it didn't end up getting fixed. So I was like, you know what? I earned this. I've been dancing yeah. you know, during the pandemic, online, digital fashion, and so I decided to do it, and it was actually not that expensive. It only came out to like 800 US, I think. That is not bad, and we're definitely going to be talking to more dressmakers on the show because I think, um, at least as far as adult Irish dancers, solo dresses are becoming way more affordable because they're coming becoming more common. And we also, you know, I don't, we don't, and if you want something super flashy, I say go for it, but a lot of us don't want to stick out yeah, very much. So I said, I, said I want enough bling to get noticed that I don't want to look like a disco ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I love your dress and we'll put the picture up on the Facebook page and uh, on the website. And when is the first fest you're going to wear that to? Um, I wore it for filming, but I'm going to wear it live in Lake Erie. It'll be my first time wearing it live. That's so exciting. I, ju <laughs> I just wore my new solo dress uh, in person in October. And I, same thing, I had worn it to film, but you are just going to, you're going to feel like a million bucks. Yeah, one of our dancers, mom, she's actually adding an underskirt for me just because it's a little bit short. I didn't realize how short it was when I tried it on. Sure. I'm like, I mean, I, I could get by with it, but one of the judges was like, it's a little bit short. And I'm like, I agree. Uh, wow, you got a judge's comment about the length of your dress, huh? Yeah, but they didn't take any points off. She was just saying dress was a little short. And so I was like, um, one of our moms is a dressmaker, and she's made competition dresses for, like, jazz dresses. So she helped me, and she figured out just add, like, an extra 
two inches on the back just to cover it up a little bit more. Well, the nice thing about being an, an adult is at least you know you're not going to get any, any taller, so you won't have to do yeah. this again. You know, we just have to, we have to keep our weight the same. That's probably the hardest right. part. <laughs> so last question for you, Rachel. What is your favorite part about being an adult Irish dancer? Just dancing. I mean, I love it. I never thought I would be competing, and I said last time we left two years ago when we were in Lake Erie, after the competition, I was like, I love this. I want to keep doing this because I never thought I would compete, especially at my age. Good for you. Seriously. Like, I, I admire dancers who start flat out as an adult because that's a hard that's a hard step to take no matter how old you are rachel thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah. uh, your dress is gorgeous and i'm so thank excited you. for you to compete in it this summer and i'm just excited to see where you go with this and good luck yeah, on your grades you. and and whatever you choose to do in the future thank you you're listening to the adult irish dancers podcast We are wrapping up the Adult Irish Dancers podcast for this week. Again, thank you for being patient with me. I know I missed a week. That was something I never wanted to do unless it was emergency. But, you know, I guess moving 2,000 miles across the country is a good reason to take a week off from anything, really. Um, But I'm loving it here in Tucson, Arizona. It is sunny every day. It is warm. Um, I'm from the Midwest, so I'm not used to the heat without humidity. And there really isn't a lot of humidity here. It's very weird. Like, my hair doesn't poof out every day. But I got to tell you, you know, the sun and the nice weather affects your mood so much. And I'm so lucky to be able to live here and enjoy this and hopefully be able to start Irish Dance soon. Enjoy that here, too. Um, But, again, thank you to Rachel Kipper for being our guest this week. Super great talking to other adult Irish dancers you can always find us online at adultirishdancerpodcast.com. You can email me at info at adultirishdancerpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are there for you. And I would love it if you started to share pictures and videos of your adult Irish dance classes, of course, with the dancer's permission. But I love to see pictures and video of other Irish dancers. I love to see pictures and video of adult Irish dancers doing their thing and and owning it and being great and just doing it because that's all it's about is just doing it. Whether you do it great or not so great, you're still doing it, and that's all that matters. So thanks again for being here with me on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. I will be back to talk to you next week. Again, you can find us online at adultirishdancerpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica. I'm 30 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name is Patty. I'm 56 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old, and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 48 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old, and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. 